Hi, Gemstones. Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're having a chain reaction of mental anguish as we discuss episode 9 of 30 Rocks season 5. Liz, Kenneth, and Jack, the core three, really, engage in some trickle-down histrionics, shifting the burden of their egg, pig, and all-protein problems to each other. Thanks, Reagan. Meanwhile, Tracy bankrolls his elder son's latest feudal business endeavor, and Jenna's sharking. No, not the Japanese assault practice that Tracy was so fond of in season two. Rather, the process of attacking a relationship with constant vigilance to avoid becoming a legless sea turtle rotting on the beach. Where's Bob Ballard when you need him? Now, let's all head to the Sioux Borbs to see Tracy's money pit in Vermont. <laughs> andale, andale, arriba, arriba! <laughs> What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Hey, Jack. Welcome to Staples. Uh, why did you choose that name? Because Staples means the basics, and that's what you're getting here. Food, drinks, fun, Staples. Yeah, we got that. Staples is also a uh, giant office supply chain. Well, we'll see who's still in business 200 years from now. Mm. Donald, I'm going to pick a problem at random. Mm. Is the theme of your restaurant not enough tables? No, we just need a lot of room for the monster fight. Excuse me? Jack, are you familiar with the mega restaurant Medieval Times? Well, I took that model and replaced the knights with unlicensed versions of Japanese monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been an underwater nuclear explosion. A beast has been awakened. It approaches with fearsome steps. Boom, boom, boom. Are we paying the price for our hubris of science? Witness the primeval might that is Godzilla with one L for trademark reasons. Oh, no one is safe. Who else is going to protect us? It's Mecha Godzilla. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for choosing Staples. Which is one of my favorite lines from this episode. Un- I'm talking to the Mexican uh, investor right now. What's that? Andale, andale. Arriba, arriba. arriba. Hola, senor Mexico. Yo soy Donald. <laughs> Who's more annoying, Daddy or Paul? Ooh, probably Paul. Probably I don't, Paul. Yeah, but the Daddy always does frustrate me. I do appreciate uh, Jack's facial expressions during all this when he's just like disgusted and trying to shut it down with hand gestures. Um, but what are your overall thoughts on this episode? Undele, undele, Ariba, Ariba. <laughs> um, Kenneth telling a story about the pig is one of the best things in the history of the world. Yes. Um, Jack trying to keep it in his mind vice. This is a funny, 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 funny episode. I 
was cracking up. I was having a moment the other day when bad things were happening, and I was like, I can't find anything to watch. And I'm like, fucking 30 Rock, do your goddamn homework. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this show is so funny. And then I watched like the next nine episodes, you know, but I love it. What about you? No, this was one of those where it just reminded me of other episodes of 30 Rock that I also <laughs> love, where it's just like, oh my God, when he's like, fight it, mind vice. Reminds me when he's having his heart attack, and mm-hmm. it's like, ride it straight to hell, Jackie boy. <laughs> and it just makes me realize that the only society that I need is 30 Rock and all the denizens therein. It's beautiful. The Donald and Tracy stuff is always weird, just because, like, I know that he's accepted that he's a grifter, but has now taken him into his family, and that's lovely. But the Staples and the Microsoft and all that <laughs> stuff, the joke there got... You know, a little little trodden, like a dead horse being continually beaten. But the Jenna and Paul stuff is surprisingly palatable. Calm down. <laughs> Are you being the dead horse? <laughs> um, Jack is fucking hilarious. The whole <laughs> trilogy of people sharing their problems is hilarious. Uh, it feels like when I start talking and you just start randomly writing <laughs> red rum daddy, daddy, on daddy, a piece daddy, of daddy. paper. But no, it's an eminently hilarious episode. I don't think this is one that stood out for me as like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, this is super funny because I think the Jenna Paul and uh, Tracy Donald stuff kind of averted my gaze, but hilarious. I also don't think Tracy Morgan gets the credit he deserves. For being a comedic genius? His line readings are insane. And I think that because he's so good at what he does and he seems like a very strange person, you're like, did he do this on purpose? I think he did. I think he is... I don't think I've given him the credit he deserves because listening to his line readings, I'm like, oh my God. Genius. <laughs> you just took something that wasn't funny and made it fucking hilarious. Well, and dear listeners, compare and contrast to a real actor, Tracy <laughs> Morgan, uh, versus us when we play him. And you'll find some. Speak for yourself. Of- fucking hilarious. I'm always speaking for myself. I wouldn't deign to speak <laughs> you for say you. say us. Yeah, I've got many Your personalities. Jenna, terrible. My Jenna, immaculate. Your Tracy is a version of my Tracy, so it's fine. Okay, as long as I'm inspired by you. They can be from the same collection. There's no Donald one I think anyone can do. Hey, daddy. (laughs) Hey, daddy. Undelay, undelay, Ariba, Ariba. On that note, let's dive straight in. We're in Jack's office. Hey, what was that sound? It's opportunity knocking. No, it knocked. You just barged in. Donald walks in wearing an opportunity shirt. Knock, knock. You're right, Donald. It makes more sense for you to enter first. It's See, okay. my face is amazing. <laughs> it's okay, Daddy. We'll just start over. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> <laughs> four more weeks of me never having sex after hearing that. Uh, you know, why don't we just dive into whatever this is? Okay. You remember Donald, my son who's two years older than me? Ah, yes, please. As I recall, you own the Tracy Jordan Institute for Black Karate. You wouldn't believe this, but that business failed. I blame Obama. (laughs) And Jack is like knowingly nodding. Yeah, I know. What are we going to do with him? (laughs) But the good news is Donald has a brand new venture. Sell him, son. It's a theme restaurant in Times Square. (laughs) It's a theme restaurant in Times Square. That's a really good Leslie Jordan. Well, the <laughs> They're both rest- gay. The theme restaurant business model does work. NASCAR, Fat Load Cafe is a gold mine. <laughs> I would... Is it wrong of me that I super want to frequent that place? I just imagine there'd be, like, fried and lard and, like, different things with fries and lard. That's what all the restaurants in Times Square are anyway. That's true. Well, we, bu- we got a bunch of capital from Brown and Folderson, and we wanted to get you a seat on this rocket before it takes off. So it's decided. Jack's on board as an investor. Yeah, not so fast. So <laughs> it's D. De- 
Okay, let's just bottom line this thing. I never invest without doing my research. I'll do a site visit tonight and kick the tires. All right. But if some other investment comes along, it's your loss. Takes the phone out of the pocket. Mexican billionaire is calling me right now. Excuse me. Uh, Senor Mexico. Uh, CC. Yo soy Don. C. Andale, andale. Arriba, arriba. What is Senor Mexico saying? Stop keeping me out of the loop. What about bow? Hey, Jenna. I need to go over the... And then... <gasps> Paul turns around. He thought it was Jenna. Gah! Snow! Which I think Blurg is ultimately the all-time favorite, but Snow is up there. <laughs> Snow. Jenna's like, what is it, Liz? We're busy. They're mirroring each other. Jenna and I are mirroring until we achieve, achieve touchless orgasm. And finished. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to go to work. A new manager's making us wear name tags. We might as well be working at a roller skating drag queen restaurant under Taliban rule. But after your shift, we still have our special night, right? You have no idea how special. Then their form of kissing is just to stick out their tongues and touch them. Intimate. (laughs) Just intimate or not? Ooh, we're celebrating our six-month anniversary, and I think Paul's going to pop the question. Really? That's a little fast, isn't it? And I will say yes when Paul proposes that we make a sex tape and leak it on the internet. Oh, I thought you meant marriage. So I think it is, yeah, because, like, paper is the first anniversary, but six months is the illicit sex tape that's leaked on the internet. Why are you shimmying when you see something that's not funny? I don't think I was shimmying. I think that's just my natural body <laughs> movement. Did you see it? He was proud of himself. Hey, I think it was funny. <laughs> oh, God, no. Marriage is like death. You settle into a routine, you lose all the spark. I don't know. I always thought the whole point of being with someone for a long time is to get to the comfortable routine part. No, relationships are like sharks, Liz. If you're not left with several bite marks after intercourse, then something's wrong. Oh, God. (laughs) But also saucy. Well, nothing's wrong with me and Carol. I mean, we haven't spoken in five days, but that doesn't mean anything, because we are not sharks. We are legless turtles rotting on the beach. Bring it. Cream. (laughs) Legless turtle. (laughs) I know. I feel very much... Flip me over a couple times. (laughs) The Liz Lemon energy in this entire moment. (laughs) Just let me expire on a beach. It's sunny. So... Liz says to Jack, what makes a guy get bored in a dating situation? That's an excellent question. The answer is questions like that. <laughs> bum bum ching. Hey. Look, this long distance is hard, and now Carol and I haven't talked in five days, and my other stuff is still unresolved. That's her vagina vice, which is clamped up with vaginismus, in case you're curious. Uh, I get it, Lemon. You need to see a therapist, someone you can dump your problems on and get on with your uh, life. I'm trying. I just can't find someone I like. I mean, have you ever been to a shrink? No, I believe that when you have a problem, you talk it over with your priest or your tailor or the mute elevator porter (laughs) at the men's club. Then you take that problem and crush it into your mind vice. But for lesser beings like curly-haired men and people who need glasses, therapy can help. And Lemon, I want you to get better. Because, and I mean this, I'm tired of talking this much to a woman I'm not having sex with. (laughs) Did you feel attacked? About? Being a curly-haired man and a person who needs glasses? My hair is not curly. It has some curls. It has some curls, but that's just because it's sweat and I haven't showered today. Thanks for reading me on the (laughs) podcast, friend. Um, No, but I do have glasses and I do need therapy. Currently in it. Happened since I was nine. You're not in therapy. Well, I mean, I'm still seeing my psychiatrist. (laughs) That's not for talk therapy. That's just like doing drugs. Yes. She's the one who was like, you're super qualifying for a disability. Yeah. Super duper. So I was watching New Girl the other day when Cece and... um, 
Jess are having their girl fight. Yes. And they're at the baby shower, and um, Cece's like, your hair looks so clean. And everyone goes, oh. It was Bitchy. so funny. Yeah, it's just this, so Nick, as a curly-haired man with glasses, <laughs> do you feel inadequate? Does your weak little mind vice need therapy? I yes. Said, do you feel ashamed? Did you ever go to a therapist? What are you talking about? I go to therapy. I went to therapy. I fixed. <laughs> no, I took a break because... I feel like no response will actually gain me an upper hand here. <laughs> tried to straighten my hair. He just pulled out a greasy bang and tried to straighten it out. Bang! And made it worse. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to Staples. <laughs> uh, why did you choose that name? Because Staples means the basics, and that's what you're getting here. Food, drinks, fun, Staples. Yeah, we got that. Staples is also a giant office supply company. Well, we'll see who's still in business 200 years from now. Do you think we'll still be doing this podcast? Definitely. 200 years from now? Sure. With my new body. Donald, <laughs> what body are you going to get? Is this like that, altered carbon? One that like moves and stands up and sits down. I just want mine to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> could be invalid, but as long as I'm hot. Donald, I'm going to pick a problem at random. Is the theme of your restaurant not enough tables? I do use that all the time. I'm going to pick a problem at random here. Um, no, we just need a lot of room for the monster fight. <laughs> Little baby's tired. I don't know where I'm going with this either. <laughs> it's gotten more infantile. Excuse me? Jack, are you familiar with the mega restaurant Medieval Times? He says Medieval Times, Jack. I, I do. That's how I, learned, that's how I know to spell it. Medieval. Medieval. <laughs> You'd get all southern. Well, I took that model and replaced the knights with unlicensed versions of Japanese monsters. Ha, gay. That's the voice I'm doing. I just realized. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been an underwater nuclear explosion. A beast has been awakened. It approaches with fearsome steps. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Are we paying the price for our hubris of science? <laughs> Witness the primeval might that is Godzilla with one L for trademark reasons. Then Godzilla knocks over a table. <laughs> Ooh, no one is safe. Who all is going to protect us? It's Mega Godzilla. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for choosing staples. Then Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla <laughs> are getting into a little of an altercation, and the dude in Godzilla. Gooey, gooey quesadilla says, oh, Donald, George punched my crotch. Mega Godzilla says he liked it. I hope they have HR there. I'm sure they do. It. <laughs> <laughs> Sta- I, well, I hope so. It's Staples. So Kenneth is talking to Liz and says, Captain Burnett called earlier, Miss Lamon. Which means that we now know that her boyfriend's name is Carol Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, not that matters. We're turtles. He said he doesn't have cell phone service because he's on layover in Daytona Beach, but don't worry, he's fine and having a great time with his flight crew. Stuart, Brenda, Amber, Crystal. Also, in the background, I heard lady giggles and the sound of a beautiful sunset. See, this is why I need to find someone to talk to. Talk to about what? Men. Trust. I mean, I just feel like sometimes men aren't totally honest with me. Oh. Go on. Do you <laughs> owe? Oh, no. Oh, no. Go on. Well, for starters, everyone I dated in high school turned out to be either gay or a girl dressed up as a guy to get a journalism scholarship. Did you guys ever see that movie? It's called Just One of the Guys. And it's a beautiful woman who cuts her hair. She doesn't get the journalism scholarship. 
She changes, pretends to be a boy, binds her breasts, cuts her hair. And then, of course, it's like the 80s or 90s. So by the end, it's like porkies and her tits are out. And you're like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like the crying game meets never been kissed. <laughs> my own dad tries to secretly cheat on my mom. And I thought their marriage was perfect. And, of course, there's Santa Claus. Okay. Talk about that. When I was seven, I asked for a CB radio for Christmas so I could track gas prices in the state for a cool chart that I was making. We'll get back to that. <laughs> when I didn't get it, my dad blamed Santa Claus. Well, that made Santa my enemy. The next year, when we returned to the... Shulkill Galleria. So did Vengeance. Ho, ho, ho. What can Santa bring you this year? What does it matter? Me and Saul Rosenbear. You didn't bring me what I asked for last year, you fat fraud. Yikes. You're a bigger disappointment than our current president, Jimmy Carter. He's such a good person. I am a fraud, little boy. <laughs> My wife still thinks I work at the bank. I guess Santa Claus was the first man to ever betray me. That must have been difficult. It was, but it feels good to talk about it. Thank you. Miss Lemon, there's a reason God gave us two ears and only one mouth. Listening is twice as important as talking. But he gave us ten fingers. He must really want us to poke things. Oh, poke. Poke! Poke, poke! I have this recurring dream. Actually, is it recurring if you wake yourself up with a and then return to it? Anyway, in the dream, I'm a baby. And my parents also left me on the top of the car by accident. And we're being chased through a canonic car. I think it has to do with my issues with sex. Lemon, what are you doing? Is Kenneth your therapist? Well, kind of. He can't handle that. Look at his head shape. He has no brain pan. It's fine, Mr. Donaghy. I'm okay. And so am I. I'm Cheryl. This is exactly why I told you to see a professional. You dump your problems on some half-baked Barney Fife and you can start a chain reaction of mental anguish. Look what you've done to him. But, but he's such a good listener, and he takes my insurance. Ow. I'm going to help you. Lie down. Put your mental burden in my mind vice, and I will crush it. Kenneth, who is Harold? It's the vacant lot where we had our first face kiss. Who stole my canteen, says an unhoused individual behind them. Jenna, what we have is so beautiful. People need to see how happy we make each other. I think we're ready to take that step. So over Christmas, I want you to come to Ohio and meet my parents. What? They live in North Avondale, and they live with my brother. <laughs> Don't tell them. Stop doxing me. It's a whole neighborhood. Happy anniversary. He goes to tongue touch Jenna, who's not interested. Hey, get a room, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so stupid. Well, Tracy, I went to the restaurant last night. The place is a disaster. Damn it, you don't think I know that? I pour more cash into Donald's restaurant than my money pit in Connecticut. You have a house in Connecticut? No, I do not. Jack, I need other investors besides me. What? You're the only one bankrolling this? What about Brown and Folderson? That's what I call my wallet. I bankrolled every one of Donald's dumb ideas. But what choice do I have? I'm his father. And Jack's like... Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, we agree to disagree. But you're doing him no favors as a business partner or a father. You need to cut him off. Come on, the boy's only 43. I feel like this is my parents talking about someone. Was I not finished? Come on, the boy's only 43 years old. Tracy, listen to me. Not everyone's cut out to be a businessman. For example, curly haired men need glasses. Like Ogbert. But I can't crush his dreams. You're not. You're just letting him fly with his own wings. Like Icarus. 
I bankrolled that too. Thank God we tested with that monkey first. Oh, Miss Lemon, I'm signing people up for the TGS softball team. So far, I have eight no's and 25's. Shove it up your goon hole. Shove it up your goon hole. Nods and writes it down. You know, ever since we had our little talk yesterday, I've been doing some thinking. Ah, good. If I remember correctly, we were discussing men and trucks. <laughs> and then there's a stage <laughs> set up with a psychiatrist chair and a little Freudian lay down. Have you ever laid down on your therapist? No. Have you? No, <coughs> I've... Um, Crouched as I <laughs> as I was dealing with a panic attack. It's sort of like the what did my old psychologist always say? It's like holding the foundation or something when you're just like white knuckled grabbing onto something for stabilization. And it was hot. <laughs> anyway, um, I probably should go back to Nancy. <laughs> Yeah, and it got me thinking about my Aunt Linda. What was she like? Great until she got divorced. My Uncle Harry was cheating on her. Another male betrayal. Go with that. My parents used to make me go to Linda's house so she'd have company. I hated those visits. Your uncle never liked my cooking, but you do, right, Elizabeth? You love your Aunt Linda. Here's a fun game. Put on Harry's cologne <laughs> and give me a back rub in the bath. Ha ha! <laughs> then she cries. To this day, whenever I hear someone's getting divorced, I can still taste that egg and I... Oh my God. My trust issues and my food issues are connected. Uncle Harold is the reason eggs make me gag. Kenneth, you're the perfect therapist. You can dump all my problems on you, walk away, and go move on with my life. It's a win-win. Why did she have to say Harold? We pan to Kenneth, and his entire notepad just says Harold. 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 Liz, last night was a disaster, and not the good time. Good times. Liz, last night was a disaster, and not the good kind where I get to sing at a benefit. What happened? Pa's idea of moving things forward is me meeting his parents. He said they live in a suburb. <laughs> <laughs> suburb. Come on, Jenna. It's not what you wanted, but it's progress. In the wrong direction. I think I know what's really going on with you and Paul. You're in love, and it's terrifying to you. You're trying to sabotage it. Everyone's just trying to, like, therapize each other. Is that what friends are for? That's why I don't That's have any. friends are for. Sabotage? I'm the one trying to make this relationship work, which is why I'm going to have to be the one to propose a sex tape. Call me old-fashioned, but I think that's the man's job. Jack, I found a therapist, and I made some big breakthrough. She's got an egg in her mouth. I know you don't know what this means, but I'm making an egg again. I know this conversation is disgusting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love eggs. The incredible, the edible egg. Future birds, I'm gonna know. Well, I mean, Emma? I like eggs. Thank you. Non-vegan. I, I didn't say you didn't have to like eggs. I just said, I don't want to eat the future birds. All right. Spend all your time I got a little waiting. emotional. I had some uh, soy earlier. My estrogen levels are high. Okay, Donald is on his way up. I know cutting off is hard, but it is your duty as a parent. <laughs> Tracy, do not laugh at the word duty. Be strong. Be rational. No emotion. Unemotional. Got it. Daddy, what's going on? <laughs> I just love you so much. I love you too, Daddy. Okay, stop it. <laughs> Donald, what Tracy's trying to tell you is that you're an adult and we no longer support you financially. Is that true? Daddy. For the love of God, <laughs> stop calling him daddy. It is true, little man, but I need you to be a big boy on this. You're just not meant to be a businessman. Fine, I'll be okay. I got other ideas, like a microbrewery that also serves frozen yogurt. I'm going to call it Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz and Kenneth are back in the therapy room. 
I have this recurring dream. Actually, is it recurring if you wake yourself up with a and then return to it? Anyway, <laughs> in the dream, I'm a baby, but my parents left me at the top of a car by accident. He's still writing Harold, Harold, Harold. I think it has to do with my issues with sex. Jack comes in. Lemon, what are you doing? Is Kenneth your therapist? Well, kind of. He can't handle it. Look at the shape of his head. He has no brain pain. It's fine, Mr. Donaghy. I'm okay. And so am I. I'm Cheryl. <laughs> this is exactly why I told you to see a professional. You dump your problems on some half-baked Barney fight and you start a chain reaction of <laughs> mental anguish. Oh, it's the title! <laughs> Look what you've done to him. But he's such a good listener and he takes my insurance. <laughs> so he kicks Liz out and he's like, I'm going to help you. Lie down. Put your mental burden in my mind, Vice, and I will crush it, Kenneth. Who is Harold? He was a role model of mine growing up. Please let Harold be human. Harold was a pig. <laughs> you see, my father passed away when I was just a young boy. And after that, I was alone a lot and awful sad. But that pig saved me. And everywhere you could be saved. No, that's Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, Harold was the only thing that I had that was like a uh, father. You had a void to fill. Continue. Here for <laughs> wherever you Did you, you say are. here? Near. He said here. He said here. Near. <laughs> Roll back the tape. <laughs> I did say here. <laughs> then one day, my mama told me we had to sell him. I knew what that meant. Harold was off to the slaughterhouse. I know it's difficult. I'm not done, sir. It gets worse. With Harold gone, there was nothing keeping me at home. It's time for me to move to New York and follow my dreams. But I needed $300 for the River Ferry Train Oxcart Train Bus Ticket. <laughs> That's when I saw the sign. Pig eating contest. First prize, $300. I knew I could win that contest. I once ate an entire witch. A pig was nothing. And then they brought me mine. Would have recognized those eyes anywhere. Kenneth, no. It was Harold. And I ate all of him, even the face, in case of a time. Good God. I ate him, sir. I ate my father, pig. Okay. Or you gave his death meaning. His sacrifice made you what you are today, which is the lowest level employee at the last place network in America. In America. I guess that is true. Thank you, sir. I'll think on that. And you sure you're okay hearing about all my problems? Of course I am. I'm Jack Donaghy. Looks down at his notebook that's filled with daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> He's it? like, oh, no, crush it. Oh, God, here comes my childhood. <laughs> Does it say daddy or daddy? Daddy. <laughs> I ate my father pig. <laughs> I'm in here, Paul. She's in the bedroom. The, the camera set up. A very cheap camera, I might add. She's cheap. All right. Paul comes in from the restaurant. He's dressed as Jenna. The restaurant was crazy today. During nude hour, I got custard all over my penis. What's going on here? <laughs> Relatable. You want to take this to the next level? Let's videotape our lovemaking. Pretend the tape got stolen. Let the whole world see. Wow. I don't know, Jenna. I'm pretty beat. I see. Fine. I guess we're just done having any adventure or excitement in our lives. Well, geez, I'm sorry that I'm happy with the way things are. I mean, come on. Why can't we just paint each other's toenails, watch vintage pornography, and then go to bed in our swing like a normal couple? Because it's boring. We might as well be married. Okay, this isn't about us being adventurous. This is about you being afraid to settle down with me. That's not true. Fine. Let's do this tape. But then what? What will you want next? Well, there's a sex resort in Japan where white people are treated like slaves. No, Jenna. You're making it impossible to live up to your expectations. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying adopting a dog so it can watch us make love and then returning it, claiming it bit our imaginary Jesus child. Christ. Everything that I need. 
<laughs> but if that's really not enough for you, tell me now. I'm, I'm sorry. Very well. Not going to beg you. I have my dignity. Puts on his wig. <laughs> I trust you to fairly divide up our panties. I'll come get them tomorrow when you're at work. <laughs> oh, Miss Lemon. That's Kenneth, if you couldn't tell. I have another message from Captain Burnett. Please don't get sad and remember things and infect me. Kenneth, it's okay. I'm not worried about Carol anymore. I'm just sorry I messed you up like that. Don't worry. I had my brain cleansed by Mr. Donaghy. Oh, I told him everything. How Harold nope, was... No, nope. Don't tell me your story. I can't handle it. Look how small my head is. She lifts up her hair. Oh, my. So tiny. Daddy, I wanted to give you your share of our profits before I shut down my dream. Hands my pink coat. Someone left it in coach. <laughs> Tracy, listen to me. I was wrong. Don't turn your back on Donald. Too late. Look how well positioned. <laughs> I'm going to need you to play Zach. Zach? Jack. Kenneth told me a story earlier. A story about Poppins. He did say Zach, didn't he? I'm not like, I mean, I know, but no. Kenneth told me a story earlier about fathers and sons, and despite my best effort to unearth the memory from my own childhood. As a boy, I wanted to be an astronaut or a deep sea diver or a man of science, but I was raised by Jimmy Donaghy, a man who projected his own failure on failure dreams onto his family. When I was in the third grade, my class put on a science play. The night before, Jimmy came home drunk and found me rehearsing my lines. I was struggling with the science terms, and Jimmy laughed and said, Well, looky here, Dr. Jack, the boy who wants to be a scientist. Chowderhead can't even say the words. You'll be nothing. The next day I was on that stage, I looked out at the audience. I saw Jimmy, and I froze. I'm a, I'm a proton. P protein. All living orgasms. I, I mean organisms. Chowderhead can't even say the words. It's like we're the same person. <laughs> when I got home, I threw away my microscope, my shell collection, my map of the stars. Nerd. <laughs> a parent is the one person who's supposed to make their kid think they can do anything. Says they're beautiful even when they're ugly. Thinks they're smart even when they go to Arizona's. <laughs> Let's the rest of the world tear your kid down. Your job is to support that matter no matter what. Tracy believes in you, Donald. Go and make him proud. That's a nice long speech and all, but your daddy was right. You couldn't be a scientist. You couldn't even be protein in a school play. And I can't run a business. I'm a failure. <laughs> I am a protein. All living organisms need me to function. A basic building block of the human body. I'm made from amino acids found in ribosomes. Proteins give energy to, for everything from a flower and butterflies to heroes who turn in communists. <laughs> I am a protein. Woo! Daddy, can I have $50,000 to start a business where people can call in and get air quality reports from all over the United States? I'm a call it... Donald, no. American Airlines. And it's going to work, son. <laughs> so Liz is on a park bench, and the unmasked Godzilla is there. <laughs> This is what happens when you work at being happy. Godzilla sits next to you when you're eating an egg salad sandwich. What a world! What's the point? I moved here to make it on Broadway, and now look at me. I'm pathetic. I've got no real skills, a degree in theater tech. So you move back to Pennsylvania, live with your parents. All your old friends have kids and careers, and what do you have? Maybe your name on a TV show that no one will ever remember. <laughs> Should have moved to Cleveland with that guy when I had the chance. <laughs> And then, in a bad Japanese accent that I will not repeat, Liz says, Damn you, Godzilla! Hey! <laughs> well, I think I did immaculately. I think you were exceptional. I am a protein. Underlay, <laughs> <laughs> underlay. Oh, I'm a kidney. You're a kidney. <laughs> Cheryl! It's me, Cheryl! <laughs> 
What was your favorite line? Andale, andale, arriba, arriba. I also liked boom, yeah. boom, <laughs> boom, boom. His boom. accent is tremendous. So it turns out that guy, whose name I had before, Michael Benjamin Washington, uh, is a big Broadway dude. And he was in The Boys in the Band, and now he's in American Auto. He was just in something, and I'm like, is that him? He was also on an episode of Law and Order, if you were wondering. Good for him. My favorite line, thanks for asking, was when Liz was talking about her gas chart. And <laughs> Kenneth was like, we'll get back to that. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Shall we score this? Let's gemstones? score the shit out of that. Yeah. Let's go for it. Show. 96. 91. Sorry. <laughs> 95. <laughs> I lost. Emma, I just I don't even feel like I know you anymore. <laughs> Emma, explain, please. I liked it a lot. It's Did not you? high on my rewatchable scale, but I probably would. That's not the real scale. <laughs> We all agreed in a blood oath. (laughs) (laughs) Undelay, undelay. Ariba, Ariba. I think it's just the Paul Jenna storyline that I don't necessarily want to see again. Good call, good call. So if you look up the scripts, the next one should be uh, Christmas Attack Zone. Mm -hmm. But that has been removed by Hulu because it's more problematic than any of the other episodes because they have Jenna in blackface. So we will not be doing Christmas Attack Zone. And instead, we'll be moving on to a non-disgusting version of the show. <laughs> and the name of that episode is Mrs. Donaghy. Hey. Um, if you'd like to hear what we have to say about other things or listen to Nick lose at a game, we have another <laughs> podcast called Takes All Over the Place where you can hear, I don't know, 70 tweets of the week and <laughs> shows we're watching like The Old Man and what's the name of the garbage you're watching? <laughs> what I like about you. K-pop ships, obviously. The ships are still sailing. The girls are girling. The dolls are dolling. Um, that's pretty much it. Fantastic. And if you want to support us with more than chuckles, which you don't have to, but we would appreciate, you can check us out at blibbity blobbity flip flop Or patreon.com slash takes pod. paddywhack, <laughs> give the dog a bone. Oh, McDonald. <laughs> I like that. Hope you guys have a great day and a couple laughs, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.